Hey there, it's Lily with more Jesus Less Sugar. Thank you so much for tuning in today and for listening and growing with us. We're so excited to have you here. How do you set up your day for success? Well, that's one of the topics we go over today when we talk about healthy work habits. Do you make a to-do list for yourself and your team? Do you prepare your workplace the day prior? Do you pray or give gratitude before and after work? We go over all of this plus a lot more in today's episode. Let's get started. Welcome back to more Jesus Less Sugar. I'm with Aaron and Miss Kara today. Um, Kara, are you in your lovely, amazing podcast studio? <laughs> I am. I've actually added a chair to my podcast studio. <laughs> so I used to just sit on the floor, crisscross applesauce, like in the closet. But I've upgraded and <laughs> uh, remodeled my recording studio, so I've added a little chair. Awesome. That's great. Well, um, Aaron and I are in on the driveway of Aaron's house. I'm in my car trying to stay warm. Yeah, it's blizzarding out. School's (laughs) been canceled. We can just talk all day long. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it is super windy. Poor sweet Millie. She came in last night and she was like, Mom, it's thundering. But it wasn't. It was just the wind. It is so wild. Yeah, yeah. Well, t- it was one of those, like, you know, a bunch of noises I don't really like, and I tend to kind of go, you know, with all the noises, like, what's that, what's that, what's that? And it was one of those, like, be a brave mom, be a brave mom. <laughs> it's nothing, Millie. It's just the wind. No need to worry. Yes. Isn't that funny how we all can do that? You know, just go into your brave mode and be like, okay, just... It's fine. We're okay. You yep. know, like Yep, this is what I have to be for them right now. Like it's okay to feel scared, but I'm gonna let you feel scared and I'm gonna try and calm you down. Yeah. So Yeah. Oh man. Okay, so today we are talking about and discussing about um discussing healthy work habits. Um and this one I thought, well, it would be kind of fun, but as I started to really think about it, I'm like, ooh, I mean, as as a worker, like, if you're either a, a stay-at-home mom, I mean, or you're going into um, a building, right, or you're teleworking at home, either way, you're spending that 40, 50, 60 hours a week, you know, doing that one thing, being that one person, wearing that one hat, and... You know, if you're unhappy with that job or with that title or with that hat that you're wearing, man, how stressful that can be and how um, just it wears you down. And so I just, as I started to think about this topic and go from there, I'm like, oh man, like there's a lot of people that I know in, in my own personal life that are stressed about their jobs and because they don't like them, right? And you're giving that job or that company or whoever that much time of your life yeah and that's that's a big question and a big um um I don't know internal struggle maybe that a lot of people are having yeah I would agree with that and I think um I talked about this a little bit too but um being able to assess why you don't like the job is it the hours 
Is it just the actual work that you're doing? Is it maybe just the people that you work with, you don't jive with? Um, mm-hmm. Whatever it is, like really assessing that because, yeah, you can make a list of a hundred things that we want to work on with work habits, but if we're not assessing why it's not working, then it, it's not going to work. Yeah, yeah. Or it's going to be really hard. Yeah, yep. Um, so I'm going to start with, um, you know, just it's not your workplace, wherever you work at, it's not high school, right? So um, the rumor meal, the um, he said, she said, the finger pointing that, well, that wasn't my job or I shouldn't have to do that or, um, you know, the blaming of others. If that's happening a lot at your work or if you find yourself pointing that finger or saying that's not my job or something like that maybe it's time to reassess what you're doing um and what environment you're working in you know and then go from there like miss Erin said um for me at my work i try um i love lists um if you've listened to the podcast you definitely know i am a type a person and i like lists and i like to add things to my list so i can check them off even if i've already done them um so but that only works for me right so this is what's working for me i have a prioritized list of what needs to happen for the day and then with my team um i have a list that needs to have what needs to happen for the week and what needs to happen for the months to come. And so that those lists are different than my quote unquote to-do list. Um, because at, at my work, sometimes we have helpers come in and out and they'll just drop in, right? A soldier will come in and all of a sudden, hey, I'm making up drill today. Do you have anything for me to do? Yes, yes I do. Because my to-do list is stuff that I want done not necessarily need done and and it's on that list is stuff that anybody can do they don't need to hold a certain title they don't need to know certain things um and some of those examples i i do this at home too so some of those examples are you know clean the downstairs basement closet right that's not a prior priority but if i get an extra half hour or if the kids get in trouble or something you know right like okay buddy here you go that's your extra chore for the week you know type of a deal um or wash the baseboards I don't like doing that so I never do that but if I get an extra 30 minutes or if the kids want to make five bucks here you can wash all the baseboards in the house that's your job um or organize the picture box you know those kind of things are on my quote-unquote to-do list for anybody to do um and then I have one weekly meeting, and I have, I used to call them my Monday morning meetings, um, and then I realized with my team, like, hey, Monday mornings aren't the best time working for everybody, um, so I switched them to Tuesdays, and I call them my Tuesday task check meeting, um, and it's just, I have, we go over that, the weekly list that I have for everybody, and they just update me on the status of them, right, of that project and where it's at or if it's completed um and then I'm all for meetings and a lot of you maybe just cringed or uh, like no way I'm all for a meeting if it is productive um if you if it's to the point and you're not wasting my time 
right? Because if you're calling a meeting just to have a meeting, that's everybody hates that, right? It's not necessary. So if you're the one really making that call of, ooh, should I get everybody together? Um, should we have a meeting about this? Just I really, really look at that subject and is it worth pulling all these people in away from their jobs to really discuss this topic? Or can you just go straight to one or two people and say, okay, hey, can us three just meet and go over this topic, whatever it is? Um, and then email. Email is a great tool, but man alive, it can stress you out because maybe you're in a position where you get so many a day, you know? So, um, as the sender, as an email sender, right, if you're typing up that email, just make sure, you know, just verify like, hey, should I be sending this to only Aaron or do I need to be sending this to Kara and Aaron? Um, and if Kara really doesn't need to know about it, right, she's not in it, then don't CC her just to CC her, right? Just send it to Aaron and be done with it. Um, because otherwise, Miss Kara gets tons of emails and she doesn't even, that doesn't even pertain to her and it's clogging up her inbox of what she really needs to get done. And I found, I, when I was kind of reading through some stuff, I ran across this that I thought was crazy. In 2017, France introduced a law to ensure staffs get breaks from their office emails, meaning like after hours, they can't get emails from their bosses or their supervisors. On the weekends, they cannot get emails because they realized how detrimental that was being to people's health, mental health. Wow, I believe that. Yeah. So if, if once again, if you're in that position where, hey, I oh, real quick, I just thought about this on a Friday night and I'm going to quick text my team about it or email my team. And even though you say, hey, don't worry about this till Monday. On the other end of that, that employee is stressing about it, thinking, oh, man, I got to get that to him on Monday or, you know, oh, I didn't do that. Now they're mad or whatever they're thinking, right? It maybe it just goes into a snowball effect. Um, yeah, yeah. I was going to say that's kind of, um, yeah, my husband's role has definitely changed in his job. And one thing that we've kind of talked about um, is definitely communicate that with your staff. Um, in whatever whatever role you are in, there, I mean, we have work hours for a reason. And so, you know, if you send an email between, let's say, 8 and 5.30, those are kind of the normal hours, right? You kind of can expect a quicker response time. You know, sometimes yeah. you might have to wait for them to get done with a certain job or whatever it may be. Um, but if, it, if it's within those hours, you can kind of expect a response a little quicker. And after that lockout time, um, maybe be sure to let your staff know. Um, you can send me an email after this hour, but don't expect a response right away. Yeah. Or, you know, I'll get to it tomorrow. Um, or if you, yeah, like kind of what you said, Lily, um, even on the, under the, on the other side of that, if you were emailing or texting, um, the person, your boss, the person who's above you, um, like, oh, hey, I'm thinking I'm going to take a vacation in two weeks or something. Don't send that email at Tuesday on Tuesday at 7 o'clock in the evening 
yeah. make yourself a note and then do it the next day. Exactly. Because, yeah, that's that's just not respecting boundaries. I think it's really, really important um, to set work boundaries no matter what role you're in in a job. Um, yeah. Otherwise, you're going to continue to be in a work mode. Um, your family's going to miss out on having you present. Your friends are going to miss out on having you present. Your mind won't be able to mentally take a break if you're constantly um, looking at work things. And that's so uh, interesting, that study you found in France about the law, um, you know, making <laughs> sure that you get breaks from emails. Because I've, I've seen it in my own life. Um, and family and friends like that yeah it can be a burden when you get a little notification ding got an email from so and so and then you're like don't open it and then you do and yeah it can ruin your whole evening your whole weekend or then you know like okay I'll address that on Monday yeah well if it was Friday night and then Monday gets here and you forget about it yeah yeah I just want to add that we, I think we tend to talk about email a lot on this, but I also now in my life see it definitely showing up in text messaging. Yes. So yes. it's like yes. messages where yes. I think we think, well, it's just a text message, so that's legal. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so yeah, I yeah. can still answer right. that. Right. It's just a different form of communication, but you need breaks from from that type of communication as well. Yeah. If your phone is constantly going off with text messages. Um, I think yep. there's some legitimacy to like setting boundaries with your text messaging too. Yep, I completely agree. And Kara, that's perfect that you brought that up. Of just that communication starts with that communication with your with your team, um, with your coworkers, with whoever that you're dealing with, um, just to set those boundaries right up front. Um, and for yourself, what I found out this year really is really helped me is. When I get an email or when I'm going through my email, right, I have set times now that I check my email. So that way it's not open. Um, it's on my desktop, you know, open all day. However, I turn off the reminders so they don't pop up on me and distract me from when, I, when I'm doing another project, right? Because I think, oh, I'll just quick answer that. Well, I'll, that turns into a 20-minute email because then I got to research something and then I got to do this and then I'm getting my attachment and oh, I got to write a memo for that and just you know all these other little things that I thought oh I'll just quick answer well I can't and so that, how often do you how, what are, what's your system in place for that so my job revolves a lot around email um that's how we communicate you know normally I guess you would say so I check mine 10 to 15 minutes every hour but there's other jobs, right, that you can say, okay, I'm going to check it 10 minutes, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes before lunch, and 20 minutes before I go home for the day, right? It really depends on your job and your title and what, how your job functions, right? And so um, that's kind of what I have, but really what I've implemented that has really helped me is when I open that email, I completely close it, close the loop full circle. I don't open it and read it and say, oh, I'll get, I'll get to that, you know, tomorrow. Or that's not priority, so I'll just get to that whenever, right? I close it so then that way it's out of my inbox. I completed that task. I'm not rereading it because I found myself rereading so many emails. Or, oh, I really like that and I 
I want to read that, but it wasn't really necessary, but I wanted to keep it because I wanted to go back. I'm too busy for that. Nope, just boop, deleted. It's gone. I don't need, I don't need to bother with that. Um, don't be a hoarder of your emails, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> that's what I was doing, you know, because I thought, oh, that message, I want to follow, you know, I want to look into that because that's interesting. At this point in the game, it's overwhelming. Delete it. You're going to be fine. Move on, right? Don't hoard it just because you it want to. It cracks me up. You know that there's like the people who who you look at their phone and there's like no messages at mm -hmm. all. No notifications, like maybe one or two. Yeah. And then you see the other person where it's like 7,842 emails left to read. Yes. <laughs> Which person yes. are you? Um, well, at work, definitely the other one. Yeah. Right? But on my personal email, oh, yeah. There's thousands in there, right? Because of all the spam and all yeah. that, like, no, mm -mm. And some people, some people um, have requested, like, set up their own personal email for spam alone. Oh, yeah. Right? And I've, when I started researching this, they, I've never even thought of that. They set up their own other email just specifically for spam. Um, so when you go to, you know, oh, Bath and Beyond, be you just, oh, yeah. oh, oh, okay. you know, here's, they need to sign, you have to sign in with an email now at Bed Bath and Beyond or whatever. I gotcha. And at Michael's and wherever. So they do that on this one email over here, right? They created a whole different account. I'm like, oh, that's, that seemed like a lot of work for me. Like so I just, <laughs> no, but, um, I have, as I thought about my day and what, What's good, you know, healthy work habits? And as I was thinking about my day, these are just some of mine that I thought of that um, I think have really helped me. Um, be 10 minutes early to work just to get, just to get in, get settled and get your head ready for the day. Um, finish the task at hand, close the loop on it. Just close that loop all the way. If you need to shut your door, shut it. Because I think a lot of us, especially me, I'm a customer service oriented type of person. Like, hey, how can I help you? I will figure that out for you. I will do that for you. Well, if I do that for all of my team members, that's then I'm not doing my job, right? And there's times that I have to work on a project and not get interrupted on it. And it's okay to feel that way. And it's okay to recognize that. And it's okay to shut your door put a little note on it and say, hey, emergencies only. Yep. So that way you can focus on something and that's okay. Um, go outside some point every day, rain or shine, go outside some point during the day. Even if it's blizzarding out like it is today, you can go out to that front door, maybe look outside, crack the, <laughs> crack the door if you really don't like the cold, but just crack that door a little, get that fresh air and then come back in. Um, I think that's very important. And then lunch, where do you eat it at? Do you eat it at your desk? Do you, do you even eat a lunch? Do you take a break for lunch? Or do you go out to the, into the break room or to a conference table and invite some of your, you know, your team and sit down and eat? Um, I think that's important of getting out from your desk going with your team, going or by yourself, wherever, just in the break room or in a conference table or somewhere else other than your desk to give you a mental rest for the day. And then my last one was one hour before the end of the day, if this is possible for you, one hour before the end of the day, 
I like to um, look at my prioritized list that I had, analyze what needs to be done still, what you got done, and truly making sure that loop was fully closed, and then what needs further info in order to get done, what needs further information or research before you can call it done. Um, then that way it just it's setting the stage for you for the next day so you're not so frazzled coming in thinking oh gosh what got done what do I need to do um, and just start your day off the next day and I like to tidy up my desk before I leave for the day but that's my type A personality coming out of me so yes <laughs> I love it I love it but yeah um, so when I was kind of thinking about what I wanted to talk about um, I kind of broke it up into like work habits when because my my job has changed dramatically in yeah. eight months where you know before I was working with a team of at least ten people I would say um, to now where it's just me myself and my client and mm -hmm. my patient and so um, my work life has changed a lot and so I kind of broke it up into um, just some key points from when I worked with people to now when I own my own business and just some things that I'm learning along the way. Yeah. I don't have it all figured out, but um, just some things that I am learning. And so I'll just talk really quick on some points that are very similar to what Lily said, but I'll just even maybe repeat them just because I think they're worth repeating about uh, working with others and, and um, healthy habits. Um, don't say yes to everything. Um, for those of us that really want to do great at our job and we love our job I think it can be we can kind of get sucked into yes I'll do that yes I'd love to help yes but just kind of goes back to the boundaries knowing what you can and can't do and not being afraid to communicate when just don't say yes to everything yep um and then um the other one is ask for help when thing when you do need help not being afraid to do that um the third one, take opportunities that scare you. Um, we kind of talked about that in the purpose one, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. That there may be some tasks that you're asked to do that if it makes you feel a little uncomfortable, I think that can be healthy. Mm -hmm. um, be brave. Be like brave. <laughs> be brave. Um, recording your accomplishments. Uh, for me, I... I like if a patient or client would come in and bring me a note or a thank you or whatever, I have a whole like container of Aww, thank you notes uh, yes. from my patients and clients. And so I will often go back and just be like, oh yeah, like that made a difference. And so I think it is important to record those things and go back to them so that you can remember that you are making a difference. Um, taking ownership in whatever you're doing um, even if you don't own the business, uh, taking ownership and, you know, I think that's important. I think the seriousness and, um, and you caring about that company or that organization goes a long way. Yeah. And with that from the top down, like if you are the owner of that company, you know, your employees want to have that pride, right? Mm -hmm. So give them that purpose, give them that opportunity for them to grow for them to help you grow your company and don't keep it so close hold or micromanage them so bad that you're just making life miserable and work life miserable right everybody wants to help everybody wants to own something and to take pride in that yep so allow that to happen yeah yep. um give people your full attention um 
I think we maybe struggle with that with all of the distractions. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, you you know the people that you run across where you feel like they're giving you eye contact, they're not distracted yeah. by their phone, they're actually listening to you, they're asking questions yes. to you that are very meaningful. Yeah. Um, be that person. Yep, the act of listening and that yep. stop typing as soon as they come in. That's I <laughs> stop. You know, look at them and they're like, okay, yep, I I got you. I have you have my full attention. You yes. know. Yep. Yep. Um, on time and professional. Lily talked about that. Um, oh, I love this one. Always wanting to learn, just having that commitment to learning. Mm-hmm. I'm always thinking about what next course I can take or what I want to learn more about, just the way my mind ticks. And so, um, thinking about, okay, where, where am I deficient or what can I learn more of? And, um, seeking that out, I think is important. So, um, in a nutshell, those are the things that I came up with for working with other people. And then just a couple things for a couple things that I've learned about owning my own business. And like I said, I'm still trying to figure it all out. But um, as far as owning my own business, I think processes are really important. Putting the right systems in place rather than, um, you know, I love what Lily said about the email thing because I think that's something that I'm still trying to figure out is. Um, setting times that you're going to be doing certain tasks. So, um, from here to here, I'm going to do scheduling from here to here. I'm going to do my documentation. Um, here's how many new patients a month I'm willing to take on, you know, like Mm -hmm. really setting the systems in place and reviewing them and assessing, okay, what's not working, what needs to be adjusted. Um, but I think that takes time to really like slow down and think about it. It does. And that's where that hour before the day ends, you know, I think strategically, you know, and like, okay, what really went well today? What didn't go so well? Right. And how do I change that? How can I fix that? And it took me this year to even put on a sticky note on my monitor of every hour of my day. What should I be doing just to, cause I wanted to really hone in on that. Like, how much time am I spending um, talking, chit-chatting, you know, as people come in? Because my my door is always open, right? And people come right by my office and they, hey, Sergeant Chambers, blah, 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 blah. Hey, Sergeant Chambers, oh, blah, 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 blah. You know, and it's just, oh, gosh, like, okay. And that's where I'm like, hey, I can shut my door and it's okay. And yeah. I'm not, I felt bad about that, you know, but it's okay. And so I, yeah, I really dove into my day and I, I charted like, okay, what did my day look like before I put into any process, right? I had to analyze it. And then I, day by, you know, hour by hour, okay, this is when I do physical training. This is, you know, when I check my email, this is... Have you noticed a big difference? Yes. Uh, Yeah. Yep. Yep, for sure. I love that. Um, Yeah, and that, we kind of talked about that, but every day I write out a list of same thing that, same, same thing that Lily does. I do that too. Um, things that need done and things that I eventually need to get to consistency um, we've kind of talked touch on that so I won't go any farther on that and then um, prayer before and after work so a habit that I've gotten into um, and I've done this for a long time but um, as I drive in to go see my patients I will actively pray for them um, and pray over my day 
and just ask that I could be used um, wherever needed in that day. And it's just a habit that I've that I've really tried to continue to do. Um, and then this is not something that I'm great at, but it, I was thinking about it as I was, you know, planning this. I think praying on your way home, being thankful for the things that happened for that day, um, just that whole gratitude piece of like kind of closing that loop too, of yeah. like, thank you for this that happened. Um, you know, pray over this scenario that didn't go very good, just kind of giving it to God. Um, I don't really do that, but as I was thinking about it, I'm like, I want to start doing that. That is pray a before great one, and yeah. after. I, I pray on the way Yeah, yeah, that is really good. Yep. And then I just, the last thing I have um, as work habits pertain to health, um, this may be off topic, I don't know, but I just thought, especially with us um, being at home, maybe our, our offices look a little bit different, but um, just some healthy habits assessing what your desk setup looks like because mm -hmm. we know that posture is everything and so if if we're sitting in a position in a bad positioning for eight hours a day it can really wreak ha havoc on our musculoskeletal system um, it can cause headaches I mean I see it all with my patients and so assessing your what your desk looks like make sure ergonomically it it is helping you not hurting you um, you know, they, I've heard them say that like sitting is the new smoking. And so oh, wow. making sure that if you do sit a lot, I always say every 20 to 25 minutes, get up, go to the bathroom, grab a drink. Even if it's just, you just stand up, sit down, um, maybe consider doing a stand up desk or one that does both. And so posturally, I think, um, it's important to assess, you know, your setup, um, if you do have a very high stress job, not being afraid to adjust the hours and your schedule to match your needs, um, which kind of goes along with taking breaks and going for, you know, a five minute walk. I was just going to say that. Yep. Go for a walk around the building. Go up and down the stairs a couple times, come back in, or do those 10 squats by your desk, you know, whatever it is. Um, and I do have a stand up desk and I love it. It does it, it goes both ways, right? I can sit or stand, but nice. I stand. 95% of my day and I, I really love it. I have a soft little mat, you know, a, a, a mat there at my desk that I stand on and yeah, I like it. But, okay. Yeah, I think that definitely all goes back to um, just our nature of discipline because yeah. there's so many times that I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, I'll have like back to back to back to back coffee meetings with girls or coworkers or trainings, you know, and I'm like, I think I just sat at a coffee shop for six hours. Oh, yeah. And, but then, you know, I'm like, but I intended to get up and, you know, walk around every 30 minutes to an hour. But it, it goes back to that discipline. I think we really, really need to be disciplined in not just saying we're going to do it, but really actually do it. Yes. And sometimes just being aware of it, you know, like, okay, say I'm going to do this. But I'm really going to do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just that awareness and talking about it um, is so helpful. And then also, I mean, we're all at different stages. And some of us are in a job we love. And some of us are in a job that we wish it, it, we wish that it wasn't the job that we were in. 
But regardless, God has us in a place. And how you start your day, how you go back to disciplining yourself as soon as you wake up in the morning is going to change the trajectory of the rest of your day and help um, you on the path to having a lot more good days than bad days. Um, And I heard something the other day out of the study from Christine Kane that says we are less likely to make a wrong choice when we make the right choice first. And if you start your day, um, you know, getting into the word, praying, I mean, the word is the very source of life. So if you start your day with something that's going to give you hope and life, it's going to change your day a lot more than when you wake up and check your social media or your bank account or, you know, you have to really be disciplined in setting your mind on the goodness of what's to come instead of that very fleeting um, things of this, this world, you know, a TV show. Uh, who knows how reliable certain things are that you look into um, when you start your day with truth and make that right choice first, your attitude and everything for the rest of the day is going to be guided by the Holy Spirit instead of maybe other things that might be speaking negativity into your life. I love that. Yes, Kara. So I um, I don't get into the word right away. I, I save that for the end of the day. However, I changed to listening to a Christian radio station. Oh, yeah. So good. So that way, right when I hop in my car, I get 30 minutes of just nothing but you know the lord that they have awesome speakers on they have lot awesome prayers and i that I, that has really changed too for me mm-hmm. that's a game changer i've been doing that for a couple of years now i love that what station do you listen to i listen to my bridge okay yep i love their programming mm-hmm. i really like it but anyways um do, do you guys listen to a christian radio station at all I always have the Christian music on, like, mm-hmm. in the car. I mean, they're listening to Christian music or podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just have my own, like, on Apple Music, like, just my oh, own, like, got station it. that yeah. I've developed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then anytime I like a song, then I just stick it into my my one down, like, my Christian music list. Yeah. So yeah. then when I really need the good stuff, then I'll, like, go to oh, good. go to yeah. my favorite list. Kara, <laughs> what about you? Um, I listen to my bridge a lot, or I'll go to Pandora and turn on um, Need to Breathe is one of my favorite Christian artists, so I listen yeah. to a lot of them, or um, Rend Collective. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's lots of really good ones. Okay, Miss Erin, do you want to close us in prayer today? We'd love to. Okay. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this morning and this time with uh, Lily and Kara. Heavenly Father, I pray over all the listener, all the listening ears out there right now. Um, I pray that you would um, let these words just go deep into the souls of everybody here listening, and I pray that um, that we can be disciplined on the things that you've laid on our hearts, and um, I pray that your presence would just be near us today, and Lord, that um, we can be a light to anybody that we come into contact with. And Heavenly Father, we just, we want to live for you, and uh, we pray that you would just help us each and every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have a good day.
That's it for this week. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. As always, you can reach out to Aaron, Kara, or myself on our Facebook page, More Jesus Less Sugar, Instagram at More J Less S, or connect with us by sending us an email at morejesuslesssugar at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for growing with us here at MJLS. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon.